0: Once the world was full of wonders,
1: but it belongs to humans now. We creatures have all but disappeared. Demons, vampires, and witches. Hiding in plain sight, fearful of discovery, ill at ease even with each other.
2: Again, to a Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires podcast, a weekly podcast discussing the Shutter television series, A Discovery of Witches. I am one of your co hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, the spirit. How's it going? Great. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going? Just fine. Excellent. Uh, For folks who have stumbled upon us, uh, who we are and all that, uh, we're actually part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. That is a website that is a genre news website, so it has release notices, columns, interviews, uh, reviews, uh, all sorts of podcasts, maybe 30 or so of them, uh, and A Discovery of Witches, Demons, and vampires podcast is one of the thirty. Uh, you should check that website out daily if you follow news because uh, it is updated uh, all the time. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at Dark Discussion One. You can also email us at darkdiscussions at aol dot com. You can also join us on Facebook at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook Group, and um, you can also go to the website and listen to the podcast there. But uh the discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires podcasts can be found wherever podcasts are found. Um, so that's pretty much the house cleaning. So uh, tonight we're going to uh, discuss episode 7 of the the podcast, uh, or I should say of the, the television series. Uh, that was uh, directed by Farron Blackburn and written by Joseph Wilde. Farron Blackburn, uh, actually was the director of the first episode of season two, and he's a, uh, British film, uh, director, screenwriter, uh, but he's worked on many things, including, uh, the Netflix, Marvel television shows such as Daredevil, Iron Fist, and The Defenders. Uh, he also directed the Psychological Thriller, Shut In, starring Naomi Watts. Uh, the screenwriter, as I mentioned, was, um joseph wilde uh joseph wilde is uh a screenwriter that has done um various things including uh bbc television series and things of that nature he is um british uh that's all i got for uh Information on the episode because there is no title for the episodes, except for two last things, which is the episode aired on February 19th, 2021, in the UK, and February 20th, 2021, in the US. Uh, We are recording this on February 21st, 2021, and hopefully the episode will be released on February 22nd, 2021. Uh, This is uh, the most popular podcast on the Dark Discussions News Network where we have close to 3,000 and something uh, listeners, so uh, it's it's been pretty pretty big for the network, so we greatly appreciate all those who are listening, even though uh, we have not had any emails, Uh, but we know you're out there. Um, all right, so let's get into what we thought of this new episode. Uh, we're going to spoil and critique because basically we don't just review, we also critique. And anybody who's listening to this podcast most likely is a follower of the show and has watched the show and they want to hear other points of view or discussions on things that maybe they missed and, and whatnot. So uh, let's go with you, Kevin.
0: Um, as usual, I enjoyed it. There were... I don't know if you would say reveals, but uh, definitely a good continuation of the story.
2: All right. Very good. Uh, Barrett.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the show is on fire. Um, I think this episode was almost as good as the last one. And that's just because I'm very partial to the last episode. I think this one was really well done. Uh, The plot is moving along. Uh, You can tell we're moving towards the end, end of the season. Uh the acting was great, the cinematography was great. Um it was just an all-around good episode.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, for me, um yeah, I would concur. Uh this this is a really exciting episode. Uh very thriller oriented. Um some new characters introduced, some uh action, uh, the growth of uh Diana as a character and also um the show is turning from a uh, i guess a costume drama uh to a more of a um, action thriller in the in the last couple of episodes, uh, especially this one here and so yeah, big thumbs up uh it is as good as any of the episodes so far uh but it um definitely compares to last week's, which I was concurring with Barrett, which is I felt that was the best episode of entire series as well um all right so it appears that we uh, all enjoyed this episode a lot um let me uh, read the the wikipedia um paragraph on the episode again wikipedia is not a valid source of anything Uh, there's a lot of bias and lies on the website but uh since we're not doing anything about biographies or or um uh, historical stuff. We're, we're just reading a synopsis of the episode. I don't think there should be any worries about this being invalid. Uh, plus, well, if there is, we'll most we'll we'll certainly point it out. But this is what Wikipedia has to say, uh, crappy site or not. Uh, arriving in Bohemia at Emperor Rudolph's Hunting Lodge, Matthew and Diana are, are reunited with Gallo Glass and, unexpectedly, Jack. Rudolph knows... Matthew's true identity and rejects his request to see Edward Kelly, claiming he is in Prague. However, he becomes fascinated with Diana. While Matthew searches for evidence of Kelly's presence, Diana meets a vampire named Benjamin Fuchs and the learned Rabbi Lowe, who also knows about the Book of Life. Matthew's jealousy almost derails their quest entirely but Diana is instinctively able to calm his blood rage, which has intensified now that they are mated. Diana ultimately reveals her magical abilities to Rudolph in order to gain access to the book. The delusional Kelly has been imprisoned along with it and claims that the book screams at him. Diana's power brings the images on the missing pages to life. Rudolph attempts to detain her, and in the resulting chaos, Kelly is able to rip out the pages. Aided by Gallaglass. Matthew and Diana escape with the damaged book. Matthew realizes as he holds it that the pages, the binding, and the inks themselves are made from the skin, hair, and blood of demons, vampires, and witches. Kelly is left alone and forgotten in his cell until he is visited by Benjamin Fuchs, who kills the guard in what appears to be a blood rage um also there's one other scene that wasn't mentioned uh which uh is very important, and uh that would be um, uh back in the f- present day, they show uh Peter Knox looking at the ripped out pages that Kelly. Had ripped out of the book in a display case at a museum. Um, so that was interesting. Also, one other thing of note that uh, I thought was uh, interesting as well, and folks who are uh, fans of Game of Thrones will, will note uh, Anton Lesser, who plays Rabbi Lowe in this episode, is uh, the actor that plays Kyburn, uh, the hand of Cersei's in. Game of Thrones. Um, all right, so uh, anybody want to add to any of that stuff?
1: Yeah, they didn't mention that the child that they adopted has shown up there
2: too. Yeah, they they they, Which they I did. I think they, is important. They, they, <laughs> did. They, they did. They that was the, in the first <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I wrote uh, it says here. Uh, Arriving in Bohemia at Emperor Rudolph's hunting lodge, Matthew and Diana are reunited with Galadras oh, and Jack. unexpectedly Jack. 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 Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. So that was weird. Um, And we'll get into that whole subplot and what's going on there. Um, Anything else anybody wanted to bring up?
1: Just like general stuff or?
2: Yeah, we we can talk anything and everything now about the plot. Uh, I guess we're we're good to go. (laughs) I just wanted to
1: say I find it interesting that Diana seems more perceptive of people than Matthew is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I I, I would concur, though um, her being uh, a woman and one that is very attractive, um, yeah. I could see. <laughs> I, yeah, no kidding. Right, um, I could see her seeing how people would be flirting with her, and and she would probably figure that out pretty quickly because um, not that well, any I... of us are women, most women that we know. Um, who've are attractive have, have unfortunately had to deal with a lot of uh, I guess come ons.
1: Well, and I don't mean just that. Like she, she trusts Rabbi Low, and he does not. Now, part of that could be because his blood rage is interfering with what he normally would notice. <laughs> so, because he is kind of changed at this point.
2: Right, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Kevin, what do you got uh what's your opinion of uh Diana and her ability to read people correctly it seems because so far um what she decides or what she, who she thinks is legit or not actually uh is the truth after we we've we've watched the episode. Um it's
0: I'm kind of going. I'm kind of going through this. I mean, one of the things that Barrett said was, or you went. Sorry, you two were talking about is, <clears throat> you know how the you know how a woman, uh, attractive woman, you know get is getting the gets um the the come on so many times. But I mean, and even back in you know the the late 50, you know 1590, you know where when women were not as uh, let's just say respected or uh, highly as regarded as as they are today um you know so i mean she kind of, so she also had to face some of that uh here as well i mean it got to the point where uh the king of bohemia i think it was king of bohemia was pretty much propositioning her you know it's like i ah, you know you know, the vampire, he's cold, he can't do anything, you know, come to my bed, it'll be a whole lot warmer, whatever. Yeah, I mean, sorry, but if I were Matthew, vampire or not, I'd kind of go into a bit of a blood rage, too. Uh, Boy, he was steaming. Oh, yeah. And I and then, like I said, I don't I don't blame Matthew at all. Um, no. But, I mean, one of the things that I found interesting, and I, I don't even know if I'm answering your question totally, but the scene where Matthew was going through the blood rage, whoever did the special effects on his face was, that was fantastic. It was. It was so just, subtle. I know. I mean, it was so subtle, but you could just see it change and then come back and then change and modify and all that. And I'm just, I mean, I'm watching this. It's just that in itself was just, you know, a good part of the show just right there. Um, you know, I was very impressed with it. Um, but I mean, as far as her being able to read, I think part of it is she is. Uh, I'm not. I'm quite sure. I'm not quite sure how I how I could say it. Um, she is. I wouldn't say she's trusting, but I think she is very self confident in her abilities that. Even if somebody, you know, even if you get, you know, like the, the King of Bohemia flirting with her, that she she's confident she can handle herself and she can take care of herself. I mean, she she definitely uh, made made uh, made that known to Matthew that, you know, she wasn't afraid of him, and you know, because of her, you know, her magic abilities, I think she she's starting to become a lot more. Um, she's she's starting to become a lot more confident in that, and so I mean, I have a feeling like she's been kind of practicing on her own, and so as a result you know so even when uh you know even when the king is massively flirting with her, I mean she's almost like she in in many ways it's almost like she's flirting back with him, but she knows how to it, it's like she she's she's manipulating him she's using her women you know womanly you know attractiveness and all that and his desire for her to try to ma- manipulate him and get get uh get him to to do what she wants
2: yeah yeah well that's the thing that's interesting about her her character in this is even though matthew's freaking out about the what I, I would say is, is disgusting uh, proposition uh, oh. because he's the, he's the emperor. He thinks he can get away with stuff like that. Um, you know, there's one thing to objectify someone in your head because everybody, you know, kind of does that when they look across the room and they see someone there and they say, wow, that woman is, or that guy, it was whatever. But to actually publicly come out and say it, and also to a married woman. And again, he thinks he can get away with it because he's, quote unquote, the emperor. But uh, I think she's smart enough to know versus Matthew, the point doesn't matter. To well, Nothing matters there because they're planning to only be there until they get the book. So who cares? So she's just saying, you know what? I'm going to use my attractiveness and sexuality that he wants and try to use that to get access to the book uh, by um, doing, obviously not not having relations with him, but flirting to the point where he thinks something could happen, even if it isn't going to happen. So it, it's kind of ingenious by her to do that, and I think Matthew is being just a, a typical stupid uh, spouse rather than saying, you know what? This is, the point is, is that yeah, flirt with him as much as you can so we can get to the book, and then we can take the book and get the hell out of here. So she's thinking way ahead of him while he's he's actually using emotions rather than intellect while she's using intellect rather than emotions.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, she's obviously in control. And it's not that Matthew does not trust her. It's it's obvious. Matthew does does trust her. He just doesn't trust. I mean, I I think he even said, you know, it's not you. I, I don't trust. It's him. You know, but then she's essentially trying to say, then, then trust me, it's, she's pretty much saying she knows what she's doing and it's pretty obvious at the end, you know, she does use her, her magical abilities. Um, I wouldn't say to save everybody, but pretty darn close, but you know, to, to help out.
2: Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, the only reason they went into the past, well, there's two, right? One was for her to learn, her powers better and the other was to get the book right i mean those were the two reasons so at this point this mission is to get to bohemia and get the book because they're not even going to bring it back to elizabeth probably they just want to get the book and once they get the book then they can probably time trip back to the where they want to go to but he's not thinking that way he's thinking here's a guy that's hidden on my wife and he's going to try to take her and blah instead of thinking how she's thinking, which is we just got to get the book and get the hell out of here. Oh, here. I wanted to
1: mention real quick. We're in 1591 now. Time is
2: oh. oh, forward. Did it say that? It did. Yeah. Okay. All right. I missed that. Um, okay. And that's interesting. I wonder how the books, the novel does it because, you know, we didn't really see um, change of seasons necessarily. So, I wonder if the book um, explains it a little better versus here, where I guess it's just a, a time jump. And and again, I guess it makes sense. There's because, a lot of traveling you know, going on, yeah. A lot of traveling, and then who knows how long they stayed at um, the Claremont uh, bode. But I guess... Well, they
0: got their Halloween
1: Eve, right? So... That's true. Yeah, that's
2: true too. Yeah, you're right. So you you figure they probably cut out like New Year's celebrations and who knows what else because I'm sure they they did those celebrations even back in those days, um, and Christmas they they can't cut out and all that other stuff. So I'm I'm assuming they they're just fast forward in certain parts of the book uh, that aren't directly related to the plot to get to Bohemia. That's just my, my guess. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they they could have done it a little better, where they say have a, a placard that says three weeks later or, um, yeah. whatever you know. But it well, is and if you're,
1: you're not paying complete attention, you'd miss the fifteen ninety one. I just noticed it. I was like, oh, we move forward into the next year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And back in those days, if you're only taking boats and carriage and horse, um, to get to Bohemia, isn't going to take yeah you, know, you know a 2 hour a flight like like it would right. have and today from you know paris to to bohemia um so uh what's your opinion uh barrett about the way diana is thinking versus the way matthew is thinking because obviously matthew you know i mean the stereotype is is the 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 woman is the more emotional while the man is not and yet here, there's kind of a role reversal in the in the genders, where he's the one that's emotional and can't control his his um, his thoughts and whatnot because he's getting jealous, while she's the one that's being being uh, headed head sh- firmly on her shoulders, which is we want to try to use this guy so he can get us to the book so we can take the book, and and again uh, before before we, you answer uh, again this is just a Mentioning the, the, I guess, the stereotype, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I or any of us uh, believe the stereotype.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting reversal. I also think I think she's actually using more than just logic. I think she's utilizing her empathy to know who she can trust and who she can't and as well to manipulate. And then she's using logic to know, you know, what she should do to get to the book. Her goal is to get to the book doesn't matter how that's obtained well it, within reason of course <laughs> um she's she'll do whatever she has to pretty much to manipulate him into giving her the book
2: right yeah that, that that's actually a really good point how she knows what to say to people to get them to like her um and, and that, that is a form of manipulation, you know, it's like the salesman or, or a public relations person. She, she has that ability to uh, get people to uh, like her and therefore trust her and therefore maybe do things for her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an that's a, a, interesting observation.
1: And I can't say that I don't, that I dislike the emperor. He's, he's kind of a dick, but he, you know, he's used to having power. And Matthew to him is way underneath them, you know, as far as he's concerned. So to him, everything's fair game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Because again, yeah. Anybody that has that sort of power is apt to abuse it. And when there's no checks and balances, uh, that abuse can, can occur. And, and back in those days when the Monarchs had ultimate power, um, and they would use their uh, conscience to uh, let go uh, executing people because they oh they betrayed the state therefore they betrayed uh, us and therefore they're evil so why not kill them uh, but also sometimes they yeah they they're hedonists and they they take advantage of things as well um, so I guess for a monarch in that era. I guess he 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 wasn't that bad, you know. I mean, we already saw Elizabeth, and you know she had people's heads chopped off all the time. So yeah, we're, you know, so so I guess he he may not be as bad as her, even if he was a lech. Right. Um,
0: well, actually, there's a couple of things. Um, like, I'm kind of curious what happened. I mean, as as we know, the the rabbi at the end. Ended up being, in, according to the emperor, pretty much a fraud, and so I'm kind of curious uh, if if because I mean he he even said you know if if you if you fail the emperor you know you're, you're pretty much dead, and so I'm just kind of curious whatever happened to him just because we we really you know the the emperor is. is Finds out that the you know the the scholar really isn't that scholarly or he doesn't have the the abilities that he that he wanted, and so you, you kind of makes you wonder what happened to him. Um, but also at the end, <clears throat> the emperor also I wouldn't say laid a trap. Well, kind of laid a trap, but like because uh, you know Diana said you know was talking to the emperor during that party because she's like. You know, it—it's it, not even she's flirting with him. She's also um, uh, kind of talking him up. You know, um, flattering him. You know, oh, I think she, it was a trap,
1: by the way. I think you're right. It was a trap.
0: It was definitely a <laughs> trap. Because, well, I mean, it was definitely a trap because, as as we as we see at the end. You know the emperor's like, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, I'll I'll show you the book, and they go back in the book, and pretty much he says I have no more use for this guy, and they wanted to essentially, uh, kill um Matthew and and this uh I I, I forgot the uh, the Scotsman's name Glasgow Gal Glasgow Gallowglass. You know, they wanted to kill Gallowglass and Matthew, and trap her in there. In a sense, you know, and and leave it at that. Um, and it sounds like he had that plan the whole time. So yeah, he he's not exactly. But he you know, seems
1: kind of stupid, don't you think? Because he knows that Matthew's a vampire. He must have some kind of idea
0: of what he's capable of. Uh, he's probably well that you would think that that's the problem that i mean you would think that because well obviously i mean do you you as a human do you really want to try to trick a witch who's probably very powerful trick a vamp two vampires who are very fast and can kill which kind of made me actually that that's another point i wanted to bring up in this one a question but i mean they do the fight i mean the um at the end i mean diana goes and, and grabs the book gets the book from the guy he rips it out you know she's not happy about it but it doesn't look like i mean i don't know what he ripped out because you see that talking about the notes i don't think those notes are pages from the book i think they're actually his notes it's his it handwritten notes on the book so we don't really and then we later well, he
1: definitely ripped it from the book
0: he oh, ripped yeah, pages
1: I, out of the book. Those, those yeah, he
0: were ripped from pages the out of the book, but the thing is, there was a scene in there where they said that they took those pages and they gave one. It was three pages, and he gave one to each group, like one to the demons, one to the vampires, one to the witches. Like those three pages were were given to somebody, you know, given to the three. And so, I mean, when you're looking at those at those uh, at that uh, glass the glass case. At the end, they they are written notes. They are not part of his. Uh, not part. I don't think they were part of the book. Actually, I think those are actually his notes. But I think that the, the vampire was it the vampire that's looking at it. He he smiled. No, it's,
1: it's not. It's the um
2: the witch guy.
0: Oh, the witch guy. That's right. The witch guy sees. Yeah, it's Knox.
2: Something. It's Knox. Knox, Knox. right?
0: Okay. Knox sees something. Knox sees something. and I don't think it's. I don't There's think. Supposed the,
2: to be
1: the pages from the book though.
0: No, she said it was his notes. Who
1: said oh, that?
0: I thought, I thought he the said tour, it was... The no, tour guide.
1: He, rips, he rips them straight from the book, and I he know, holds them.
0: No, I know that, but there's a part in there where it says, I don't know if it's in the Cummings or what, but they said those, those pages were given one to each of the groups. And the woman who was the, um, the, tour, yeah, guide. the tour guide... The said that these were his handwritten notes i thought
2: well, I yeah thought, but
1: that that's just somebody from our time saying what they think it is
2: right that's what I, thought. I mean they don't
1: really know what it is they think they know but there's a whole history of that book that is for the creatures that they know everything about it you know that a human wouldn't know
0: i'm just going by what i heard
1: Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying I, I'm pretty sure those are supposed to be the pages from the book. That, That's and, and why Knox
2: was so interested in them. Right. That's What's right.
1: interesting about that is it's like they changed. They're still changing history like those are suddenly now behind a glass case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we didn't hear anything about those pages until he's looking at them in that glass case.
0: But the thing is, is that when you look at those pages, they are handwritten. And they're scribbled. Yeah, but all
1: of the book is going to be handwritten. It's not, there's nothing typed back then. Everything's handwritten.
0: No, but I mean, scribbled, not, not, um, well written. I mean, these were scribbles. I mean, these were like guy. this is a guy that's like trying to write something fast. I mean, when you looked at the note, um, that, um. Okay, Philippe wrote to uh, Isabel. I mean, those were nice, you know, well-written. I mean, when you write a book back then, you didn't just scribble a bunch of notes in there. You know, you you made sure that the, it was written nice. I mean, this is obviously before movable type.
1: I'm not sure that it looked like scribbles to me, though.
0: I, I looked at it, it looked right. like scribbles to me, but...
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm leaning more with, with Barrett on this one actually. I mean, um, the scene was only three, two minutes. Yeah, it's and, very hard to even catch. Yeah, so we, we would, I mean, we could rewatch it, obviously, and, and try to figure it out, but, but I got the impression that those were the pages that were ripped out of the book, and somehow they landed up at the museum, and that's why Knox was checking them out, and then the rest of the book was the book that was in the library at the Oxford basement. Right, exactly. And well, that's the significance because
1: she's read the book, so the book recognizes her. She, at this point, she sees the book. It's actually her second time, but historically for the book, it's its first time seeing her.
2: Yeah. That's right, yeah.
1: So it has a connection to her already, which is why when she gets it out at the library, that's why.
2: Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, the yeah,
0: thing we... though is that are they changing history? Well, no,
2: I mean, not necessarily.
1: It's just, we don't know what her, what the writer's idea of time travel is. So, without knowing that, it's impossible to say.
0: Right. And see, that's just it. Because, like we were talking earlier, we see the notes, and it's almost like you know these these pages didn't seem to exist, the you know until now. So that's right. kind of
1: so it feels like they're changing history, right? Right. But we don't know for sure. Sh- when like the note, when the note showed up in the book, that was the same thing. So it feels to me like the idea of time travel in this story is that things can be changed. They're not necessarily immutable. Um, But some things, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know, it gets complicated when you start talking about time travel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because you can look at it a lot of different ways. And to me, it's like it occurred already, but they're making it occur as it happens because they're there right now.
0: (laughs) The best explanation I have ever seen about time travel in the movie was from the second Austin Powers movie. Because Austin's like, what if I do this? What if I meet myself? What if I, oh dear, my head's come undone. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it, Austin. Just go back in time and have a great time. And he looks at the camera. And the same goes
2: for you, too.
1: I want to talk about my favorite scene of the episode, which is the hawking scene.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, go ahead. Explain it, explain
1: it, yeah. So she's invited to go hunting with the emperor. And she shows up with Matthew. And so the emperor's kind of upset about that, and he, he gives him a hawk to do hunting with. He and Matthew are both going to hunt and see who does this, the best. This is
2: when, this is, this is when he says the, the, the vampires are cold, so maybe you want to come yeah. into my bed where it's warm. Yes,
1: yeah. and he gives him a bird that he thinks is going to insult Matthew, and Matthew takes it as, an, as a compliment, which kind of makes the emperor mad and then they're hunting with the hawks, and Matthew, I don't know if he controls the hawk or not, but he's a really good hunter, and he causes his hawk to kill the emperor's hawk. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) And the emperor gets apoplectic, let's say.
0: (laughs) You broke my...
2: (laughs) You broke my hawk. Yeah, well, well, and it was a... It was a falcon, whatever. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, too, because you can do it... He can do it without actually being guilty because it's like, what do you mean you control the hawk? You can't do it. What are you you talking about? So the the guy gets all pissed, and and yeah, this is when then we have the big scene. Right after, he basically kicks him off the field. He says, "Get out of here! I want you off. You know, to leave the the city. You know, whatever. or, Or you know, you're going to the jails or whatever." And then they go to pack up, and that's when Matthew has his blood rage incident, right?
1: Yes, when she p- creates the fire at the doorway. Yeah, that was
2: awesome. She's beginning it to get was. more powerful now, and and actually control her power.
1: And it's funny when Galloglass comes in and there's char around the door, and he's like, "Okay, whatever."
2: <laughs> that was humorous. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome scene.
0: He just yeah. kind of comes and did "I come into a bad time."
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what his expression was. It's, it's kind of funny. He's become uh, my
1: favorite character the second season.
2: Yeah, it looks like he he makes it to the third season because uh, I know he was one of the, the characters um, at the end of the the filming of th- season three that said, thank you, this was a great time for me and all that. So it appears he's going to be in a, a, a character in this third season as well. Oh, so I'm curious. Yeah, but, but it's weird, right? Because yeah. maybe... The- they aren't going to go back into the past again
1: or, or he or, could or, still be alive. He's just not in any of the
2: season one episodes. Right. That's exactly right. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're about to leave and Gallaglass or someone comes and tells them, uh, that the emperor wants to apologize and, and, and have you, uh, you know, have, for dinner or something like that.
1: It's the beginning of
2: the trap basically. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, looking and, and it's, at it's, it's I'm looking
1: it. at the um book pages because I've fast forwarded to it. Yep. And uh it looks pretty well written to me. Like I can actually read it. It's in English.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, it would be in English because he's a, a, a Kelly's a a Brit. Now there are scribbled
1: out parts, but And some of it's illegible because water is damaged and stuff like that. But, and actually, as I'm looking at this, it looks like more than three pages. Like there's three pages in the lower right corner. There's a top of another page, which I find weird. It could be a reflection, but it doesn't look like it. Well, maybe it is. Yeah, it might be the reflection of the glass case that they're in. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I mean, it's not really scribbled. I would. It looks like scriptish, as I would expect in that time period. There are like symbols that are scribbled, that would you would call scribbles because they didn't have anything mechanical to make those symbols out with. Um, right.
0: But if it's in English, then does that? Wouldn't that be? That was his notes. It's
2: hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, the one thing one thing is to listen to what the uh, museum curator says. Well, and there could be, well, here's a point that I hadn't thought of, there could be
1: pages in the book that were blank that he wrote on. That is possible as well.
2: Right, right, that's true. That's true. Cuz books yeah. often were
1: made before they were written in.
2: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Or or some of the notes that he wrote on the pages. Yeah, that too. You know, like what like you do did back in the day when you were in college. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. See, that was another thing too, where um, Matthew shows that he, he's he's hindering the 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 operation by having the the Vulcan kill. The other <laughs> Vulcan, because it's yep. like, again, the point is, is to just get this guy to be our buddy buddy so we can get the book and get the hell out of here. Right. Yeah. yeah
0: the thing is, I mean, the funny part is the book was, um, I mean, it reminded me very much of uh, what you call it, uh, the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead series. Well, and
1: when she co- when she communes with the book is all I can the only way I can think of it to call it. That's a pretty awesome looking scene too. Oh yeah, that, that magic that comes out of the book. The CGI in this is not over the top and perfectly placed.
2: Yeah, this was as good as the ig drizzle. Is that that's how you say it? Scene. The, the, yeah. The tree of yep. life. Yeah. yeah. It was. That was. This was as good as that. And yeah, the CGI are, is really solid here. Even even when they did the snake. Yeah, yeah, that was, was, was <laughs> that was another
1: funny scene. Cal Glass takes that snake and puts it in a
2: jar. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, speaking of remember the horrible CGI for um Lovecraft Country for the Snake? Yes. That was this 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 show is so much better. Well with, oh, yeah. with, with CGI. Never mind story.
0: Uh um, well, they they she did that to uh the King's Glass, I think. Yeah, this it was it. a snake
1: that was part of the glass she turned it into a real snake
0: (laughs) yeah and that uh kind of got the the king to like okay well you know maybe she actually is more than a pretty face Mm
2: -hmm. yes yeah um now um let let me read this little blurb about rudolph the second holy roman emperor because he, he was real uh he actually had a long reign 36 years um he did lose power at the end, and his brother forced him to resign and and whatnot, but um, this is what it says. It says, uh, Rudolf II, the Holy Roman Emperor, King of Hungary, Croatia, Bohemia, Austria, Archduke, and House of Habsburg. Uh, Rudolf's legacy has traditionally been viewed in three ways. An ineffectual ruler whose mistakes led directly to the Thirty Years' War. (laughs) <laughs> a great and influential patron of Northern mannerist art and an intellectual devotee of occult arts and learning, which helped seed what would be called the scientific revolution.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. So, um, obviously he wasn't a good, uh, treaty person because that led to the 30 year war, I guess. Um, Uh, Yeah, so uh, the emperor was the subject of a whispering campaign by his enemies and his family and the Catholic Church in the years before he was deposed. Sexual allegations may well have formed a part of the campaign against him. Yeah, so he was – and he was – many artworks commissioned by Rudolph are unusually erotic. And uh, it makes sense if he was big into northern mannerist art because that's the the arts that – that has a um, lot of uh, naked folk in it, I've noticed. So, yeah, interesting. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about Low Rabbi Low. Um, what do you think of his character? I, I, I felt that... I liked him. Yeah, yeah. he He was an interesting character because he had to play the game because he knew if he didn't play the game, he would just be disposed of. Uh, mm-hmm. now you said you liked him, uh, Barrett. Uh what 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 uh stuff what, what explain some stuff about him that, that you felt was, was pretty pretty rock on solid about him. Well, he was um he knew
1: that he couldn't do magic, but he was he went there under the auspices that he was supposed to figure out the philosopher's stone for or the, the you know, the book for Rudolph. And yep, yep. But with them, he's completely honest. He says, "I know I'm dead if I don't succeed." <laughs> and right. He's basically telling them that they should get out of there if they value their lives, because that's what's going to happen if you can't help him in his quest. Which right, is actually right. one of in in real life, that was one of Rudolph's quests was to find the Philosopher's Stone, which is pretty. Oh, interesting is that too. true? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that's a true thing. I looked that part up.
2: Oh, I looked at the other
1: history but yeah it, it's on it's on the wikipedia page you know of course what you said about wikipedia always applies but there's something about the occult science, sciences on there
2: right right interesting yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah and, and that's what, yeah so it makes sense um what about you uh Barrett? what did what I'm sorry, not bad. Uh Kevin, what do you think of uh, Low and and why he did what he did and his character in general? I mean, he obviously he was a smart cookie because he had to play the game to survive.
0: Well, he, I don't know how they found him in the first place. Um, I mean, I I don't know how they found him. I don't know if he tried to. I mean, he was obviously intelligent because i mean he could translate different languages but i think he was unable to translate um i think he was unable to translate the this the book the main book the the book of life and i think that's mostly what um the the, the king you know the emperor wanted and so i mean so the, the emperor called him out as a fraud. So I mean that's why I was saying I don't know whatever happened to him at the end because uh, you know, Rabbi Lowe just said, Hey, you're right. You know, I don't think you're right. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and he did he because he knew not to contradict the king, because if you contradict the king, you were dead on the spot. So and the thing is the guy just said, Take him out of my sight. So does that mean he was banished, or does that mean <laughs> that He's his life was forfeit, or I really don't know. And and I mean, I've seen that actor in other things before. I mean, I watch a lot of British TV, so I've seen him in a few things. But Game know, of Thrones. So, well, I didn't, I didn't really watched Game of Thrones, so right. Um. So I yeah, mean, like on, I continue. said, he he was he's was, he was intelligent, and he knew the book. He was. I mean, everybody's like, no, no, I never saw the book. I never saw the book. He's like, yeah, I saw the book. Um, So, I mean, he was, excuse me, he was more interested in helping Diane and and Matthew, but he also knew, you know, not to upset the, uh, upset the emperor. So, you know, he did know how to play the game, but the problem is, is that if you play the game long enough, uh, you know, especially against someone powerful like the emperor, you're, you're, you're going to get burnt. But he did. He did do one. uh, Almost sounded like the beginning of a joke. You know, he, he's pretty. He almost did the a Jew, a witch, and a vampire into a bar. I mean, he pretty much said, said something. and he didn't say it like that, but he he's like, it's interesting. He says, "Where else would you see a Jew, a vampire, and a witch?" Together? Yeah, that was
1: great. <laughs>
0: you know. Oh, that was yeah. He did say that, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. um. I mean, as I said, it almost sounded like the beginning of a joke.
1: It did. So That's true. exactly what I thought he was leading with, a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this, Jew, this vamp, so this Jew vampire we're saying to a bar, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I also liked how uh, they, they showed that he wasn't just a regular rabbi. He was into the mystical arts, too, because it did, didn't he mention the golem? Uh, yeah. No, the emperor did. What was that?
0: I think the emperor mentioned the golem. Well, describe the golem, right? Yeah. They, they, well, they it's mean, a, the, the golem is a Jewish thing, right? It is right. Yeah. And no, yeah. the emperor was mentioning that, talking about the golem, and the the, uh, ra- the rabbi said, you know, rabbi pretty much said, oh no, he's, um, the emperor was talking about the golem, never mentioned it by name. But mentioned the golem, and he said, is it meant for, you know, uh, like all these different things could be meant to scare, could be meant to serve, could be meant to this. And then the rabbi pretty much said, but the Jews are your faithful subjects, sir. You know, so he's pretty much trying to say, yeah, there may be a golem, but we're not going to use it against you.
2: Interesting. Did, Did you get that too, Barrett?
1: No, I, I miss that.
0: Maybe well, I mean, when they first started talking about the golem and the you know and how the, how how it would be used against the Jews, the 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 rabbi wanted to make sh- wanted to remind the emperor and reassure the emperor that the Jews are faithful subjects. So, I mean, he didn't say, "Don't worry, we're not going to use it against you," but he he didn't deny it. But he just said, he, "He's he's trying to save his own people." and keep his own people safe, because throughout history, you know, there's always been a a very anti-Semitic state. Oh, yeah. You know, and so he's trying to say, don't worry, you know, the the Jews aren't, the Jews are your faithful subjects. And that's, and that's all he said. But it, you know, kind of reading in between the lines, he pretty much said, you know, because he never denies it. So he pretty much says, so, I mean, it's, I took it reading between the lines as, you know, if it does exist, we're not going to use it against you. Which would be cool in later episodes if it actually does show up. That would be interesting.
2: That actually is a pretty cool, cool point. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. Um, there, uh, one thing we haven't talked about
1: is the gift that she received, which was a big gold statue of um, the Artemis and and the stag it was like a bigger version of the chess piece yeah which i thought was pretty cool made in gold right, <laughs> right.
0: and it and an automaton she says that it's an automaton it's like a wind-up yeah. toy it moved yeah yeah
2: it was, it was so like cool. a wind-up toy yeah yeah it was was what 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 was your thoughts on when the emperor was, was pissed that he was expecting something else and he got <laughs> Typical emperor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you emperor, give me,
1: give
0: me nothing. <laughs> well, right. he said, he says, well, he pretty much said, she offered him the book, and she's and he's like, oh, I've I've seen this, you know. So I mean, he's upset, and I have to confess, I, I kind of I understand why because it's you know, like a, I you came here promising something I wanted, you come here and you give me something that I don't want you know but the thing is is that Diana is i, I mean full kudos to Diana for knowing how to in, in the Irish she's uh, i in uh the Irish have a word for for how she talks it's called blarney you know she can she can talk her way out of stuff i mean she's very clever and so you know it's she just knows how to make the right comeback I think that's the best way I can describe it. She knows how to make the right comeback because he's about ready to cast her out. And she says something and he just it's it's like you can kind of see him kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess you got a point there. But he wouldn't say it. But he but you can tell by the way he he, his reaction to her was he's "He's mollified. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. well, Well, and then that's why he makes she makes the snake. Right. And shows her. Yeah. Shows him her powers. Well, that well is, and yeah.
1: it's really Gallo Glass that threw her under the bus. I mean, he's the one that said that piece of art was the one I was going to be given.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, well, hey, I got you. Yeah, he got the audience, but definitely under false pretenses. So, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, yeah. she uses her own gift of blarney and she talks her way out of it, which it's like, OK, good for you. Um but, I mean, the thing is, it's not only that she uses the right words, but you can just tell by her face and all that. She's, I mean, she's confronting a very powerful emperor who's really torqued off with her, and she keeps her cool, and she just kind of has this flirtatious look at her about her, and she calms him down.
2: Right. Well, um, and that's what Matthew says. He's go, wasn't it Matthew that says, "Why did you show him your powers or something?" And and she, it was someone that said it to him. It, it could have been, yeah, it, was, or it could have been Galloglass too. But but either way, it was somebody. And she she basically said, basically we just want to get the book and get the hell out of here. <laughs> right yeah. again, you
0: know. Yeah. In this book, I mean, it's interesting when Matthew held on. I mean, it almost looked like Matthew wanted to throw it away, because I think it was.
2: Yeah, because it was made of, of
0: all parts the, of creatures, all parts of it's all three creatures. It's like the hair of the demons is the binding. I don't remember it. It's like the hair of yeah, one creature yeah. was the binding, the skin, skin of the witches or the skin of the witches was the was the, the, pa- the pages ink was
1: the blood of the vampires or something ink was the yeah, ink was the blood <laughs> of the
0: vampires. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this sounds so much like the Necronomicon.
1: He wouldn't even hold on to it. He made her
0: keep it. Yeah, he yeah. didn't want to hold on to yeah. it. Like, i thought he was gonna throw it away
2: you know which, uh, which again shows shows that he's just filled fill, filled with emotions while she's she's it, whether it's made out of flesh and blood of creatures or not the point is it's still just yeah. a book yeah and well, was power, that's the point she needs
0: after, i have to yeah. admit uh, i think it was uh when matthew says to gallaglass before they uh before they leave to see the emperor he pretty much says, uh, "Order three, you know, order horses just outside the gate." I have a feel that we're gonna make, have to make a quick getaway. <laughs> we're gonna have to like we have to leave really fast or something like that. It's yeah, right. <laughs> and Gallaglass just laughs. I mean, Gallaglass smiles because he knows he knows that right. They're gonna have to make a quick getaway, right?
2: Because the ultimate is just if they aren't gonna get the book, if the guy isn't just gonna hand them the book. To then they're it. gonna have to steal it, right? And yeah. and based off of how how we find out Rudolph is, he's he knows about creatures and stuff and stuff. So it's not like he's just a regular person that would be wouldn't wouldn't uh, you know fall for would fall for normal stuff, right? So well, it the, sounds like all of the world's leaders know about the demons,
0: vampires, and witches. I mean, because I mean, like for example, I mean, a couple of episodes ago when, when Matthew was talking about how his father was captured by Nazis, you know, he said, you know, the Nazis never captured a vampire before, but it was witches who helped the Nazis. So I mean it's it was obvious that the Nazis knew about witches. Um, which after me is not surprising because Hitler himself was really goo goo gaga about the occult too. Right. Uh, well,
2: and that's why Rudolph was perfect as the yeah. a- to use rather than elizabeth or someone else is because he's into the cult in real life yep. based off of what wikipedia says again we yeah. take it with a salt wikipedia but yeah it's so, kind of interesting
0: yeah and so um and i'm just kind of curious about the kind of going back uh, a few uh bits here about the kid coming in all of a sudden
2: yeah right. yeah let's talk about uh the kid. Because almost uh, he
0: comes in, he hugs him, you know, and the woman servant of the the household, you know, she said, Oh yeah, we c you know, we tried to run away, you know, I could keep I mean Matthew was furious that, you know, he was there because I mean he pretty much he wanted to keep him safe because you know, he says, you know, he was in danger. He says what, he's not gonna be in danger here. But I don't know, it's just why
1: Why is he having nightmares? I don't get that part. That's one of the reasons she listed for bringing him there. He kept having nightmares. Yeah. I don't know what he's having nightmares about. I don't remember him getting into any serious trouble.
0: Well, see, that's just it. That's what I mean. It's remember we were talking about maybe there was a spy and we're wondering maybe if that if that's the kid. But, you know, yeah. But we don't know. I mean, maybe the the kid is the the spy for the queen. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, it's just kind of weird that all of a sudden he just shows up. Um, and of course, you know the 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 servant, the the kid, uh, somebody else was, had left like a half an hour before Matthew and Gallaglass and and Diana get on their get the, get to their horse and get out of there. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I really don't know.
2: Well, it, it definitely makes me curious, what, like if why why he's there. In other words, he has to be there because obviously he's going to be an important aspect to the plot. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, if, if he wasn't that important, he first of all wouldn't have been brought, and second but, of all, if he even if he was brought in the book, and he 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 they would have probably just written that whole scene out if he wasn't important to the plot. So. It could be something like, yeah, he's a spy for Elizabeth, you know, similar to Kyburn and and all the rest of them in Game of Thrones, where they had their quote unquote little birds, which were basically children that that homeless children and stuff that were all throughout the city that would spy for the masters, and and, and in a sense, this could be like Elizabeth's spy or Hubbard's spy or somebody's spy, and that's why it's important to bring the character back in this episode here because otherwise there's there's no no point of to even have him in the story at this point. Right. Um so right. yeah, so that'll be really something, curious.
0: Something's just kind of fishy there.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um and I have no idea what it is but i, I like your point which is, he could be a spy and that would be interesting that they would do that because you know to bring in a kid in a show like this which it is definitely pg-13 it didn't so, seem like they would use a kid as a pot- possible enemy but it, it may actually be the case you yeah know? well we'll, um, least, we'll see how that plays out Yep. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. Definitely. OK,
1: what did, what was with the hand that Gallo Glass found when he went looking for the book?
0: That was I mean, a witch- know
1: it was a witch's hand, but.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's the, the well, he also mentioned that there were other parts from a demon and from a vampire. So his whole point was um, that the that the emperor Ru- Rudolph was his name. Yeah, Rudolph. Rudolph, yeah. the Emperor Rudolph collects, um, what you call it, uh, the creatures. He collects bits of creatures or something.
1: Yeah, which makes him not necessarily a great guy.
2: Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, so that may have made me. That may have just been a a warning to our main characters that beware, this guy could be dangerous. Right. But it, because it didn't really seem like it went anywhere after that. And yeah, if that's are, why I was
1: confused.
2: Yeah, and if they are out of Bohemia now with, with the book, and they don't get uh, you know captured, then then that's all it was. Because I don't know if they're going to continue with the Bohemian story after this. I don't think so. I don't
1: so. think so, no. I think they're out of there now. Yeah. Now they did fail at their one task, which was to bring Kelly back to the Queen. Right. So I don't know what's that's that true. either.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that, yeah. I wonder if that's going to get get him in trouble with um, um, with the Queen. Right. Unless if they just say, "Well, he's dead."
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, they could do that, and, or they may not even go back to the queen because the point is, is just get the book and get the hell out of here Yeah, and get the hell out. Yeah. Right. I but mean, technically yeah,
0: didn't learn more. What's that? Doesn't she want to stick around and learn more from the,
2: uh, from, from the, from that coven. I know that's, that's, that's the key. Uh, I'm, I'm not Yeah. I may I think you're right. So I don't, I don't know. That's a good point. Kevin. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, that's the thing that was always weird, at least for me, when I started this season, was did they go back to get the book, or did they go back to learn her powers? Or is it it's twofold now?
1: I think it's yeah. threefold, actually. One thing is to hide. Two is to get the yeah, book. Three true. is for her to learn more. But I think she's learned a crap load, so I don't know how much...
0: Well, the funny know. thing is that... oh. Because, I mean, she only had, like, two quote-unquote sessions. Yeah. uh, You know, she had two real sessions with, um, uh, what you call it, you know, that that one old witch. And then, you know, we never, and then all of a sudden she's, like, she just snaps her fingers and fire just comes up out of nowhere. Well, I
1: think the reason for that is because they showed her how to access the magic without just pure emotion powering it which is how she had accessed it before and when she learned in that session how to do the weave I think that brought her closer to being able to just do it however she wants and she's such a natural witch and able to touch on all the elements she can do just about anything now that she's got an idea of how
2: that's true yeah okay Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that'll be the plot devices that she now knows how to control her Earth's power or access her power that she doesn't need help anymore. I don't know. I don't,
1: you know, she probably still needs help, but she's further along the way to being able to do it without just straight emotion, you know, and she's, she's just getting closer to being able to do it more easily on her own.
2: Right, right. And and actually, I mean, even though this book is her story, or I should say this TV series, never mind the book, is her story, it also could be the, the learning the witch stuff isn't that really important. Yeah. It's more, it more important is to just get the book. And then that may bring peace to everybody. Because even though she could become the most powerful witch in the entire world, technically she doesn't need to right because i mean she's a well established scholar in in um antiquities anyway and at the beginning of, of the series she didn't even know or really care about her witchness so i mean it could go that route where you know like like twilight or or one of those where she becomes a vampire and becomes real powerful whatever or it could be just to bring peace to everything and then she goes back to her scholarly ways but still married to matthew and stuff i, I don't know yeah you, you see what i'm saying yeah i don't know yeah. it depends on on wh- what route the book wants to go because even though she does have power, I, I, I don't know if it really is that important to her. And the only reason she's doing it is because she just doesn't want Matthew to be killed and stuff. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. So. um, What else do we want to discuss? Uh, any other plot points we want to bring up?
1: I think we've covered pretty much all the main plot points.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that's the thing that's interesting about the show compared to uh some other TV shows that we've done is it, it's it's um it goes from a, it goes each episode is A to Z. There is no like um um it's not confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's not confusing. It's it's not Epilotic, uh, I think that's a word. Um, and it's also not, uh, a large ensemble cast either. So we focus really on, on the one story per episode, you know? I mean, even the episode when Diana and Matthew weren't involved, we really, it was really, uh, we were just focusing on, um, uh, Marcus, is it Marcus? Marcus's. Marcus, story? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And we're going to see him next week too. Yeah, it yeah. looks like
1: a it looks like a current time period episode next week.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and that was interesting too because we even said that was the best episode of the se- season at one. I, I actually said I thought I liked that one as the best episode of the season, and then yeah. each episode just keeps on getting really good. So it's 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 kind of interesting how it's working out. Um, yeah. So, all right. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So some of these episodes are, are, you know, earlier episodes, we were doing like two hours. Some of these later episodes, we've only been doing an hour or hour and 20 minutes because that's really all all we needed to do. Um, yeah, they're
1: really well-formed episodes that give you everything you need. And that's, there's a lot to be said for that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's some damn good screen writing and a uh, showrunner stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah.
1: Perfect pacing. Yeah. It's just they're they're really well-written episodes.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sure, are, sure. Are. Um what about Oh, uh, wait,
1: I had one last note. Sorry. You, uh now so it looked like that Benjamin guy, the guy at the end that goes to Kelly, he might have blood rage it seemed like.
2: Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about Fuge. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. Benjamin Fuchs. So and we only it, see
1: him two times. We see him when, I, I think two times at least.
2: Yeah. Just two. when he
1: talks to her in line to see the emperor. And then the second time is at the end when he appears in like a speed version, kills the guard and then comes up to Kelly and is going to free Kelly. We don't know right. why. Though.
2: <laughs> I think he's going to free Kelly. Yeah. Or is he going to steal the pages? It's one of the two. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and obviously that when we saw him earlier in the episode, it, it felt a little weird because we find out it's really, it really was a Chekhov's uh, Chekhov's gun in the sense because it was really to just introduce him so when he appears at the end, we'll we'll know what's going on. Um, but yeah, he's I don't I I guess I don't know what what country he's from, but. If he is the the vampire in London, that is it the modern age doing the the blood rage, and that's the reason he went. It, you know, he wanted those things. But Fuchs is is a German name, so well, and that's
1: interesting because if he is the vampire in the future, he is clanless, in beneath everyone's true. notice. He says.
2: That's right. right. And, and so, it, yeah, and out. it makes sense because it but the Claremonts, you know, everybody's thinking it's the Claremonts with the blood rage. It may not yeah. even be a Claremont. Right. So that's a really good point, too. Yeah, it could be someone like him, a, a clanless guy, uh, vampire. Well, it also yeah. makes
0: me wonder, though, why he was booted. Was
1: he booted, well, or was he just, you know, brought in by somebody and not, well, you know, he, officially he said
2: recognized? He, he said he was booted. Well, it could be because he's a, a sociopath.
1: <laughs> because you know
2: he has, he has the blood rage. He's, he's he's a psycho. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's going to play some sort of part. You know, I mean, they're introducing these characters. They're introducing Phoebe. They introduced Fuchs, and then they int- introduced Matthew's sister. And so far, none of them have had any major arc other than the the one episode they've been in. Though it appears Phoebe will have a, uh is coming back next episode. Um, so she'll come back next episode, and um. And so, so she's going to have play something. And then, yeah, then Fuchs, you know, obviously he's important because he has to come back because we're going to see what he does with Kelly or the pages. And then, of course, um, I can't believe they, that Matthew's sister was just there to make his buddy um, screw up on him, you know? I mean, betraying him or something. I don't, I don't know.
0: We'll see what, what goes on with, with all that. Because it'd be first, I mean, I, I personally think that they put in Fuchs just because first we thought, oh, well maybe it's Matthew's sister with the blood rage that's killing everybody in, in the present time. And now we have this other guy who pretty much kind of went all blood rage on somebody. So it's almost, it's almost like they're, they're, they're intentionally doing that just so we can, um, essentially have more, more than one suspect. Because well, from, we don't, I don't think anybody thinks it's Matthew.
1: From what I've noticed, though, they're being pretty true to the books as far as characters. So, I mean, I don't think the showrunners are adding someone in to confuse us.
2: Oh, so no. So I think everybody
1: oh. getting introduced is somewhat important. So I don't know if the book does that or what, but just interesting.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Yeah. I mean, uh, they wouldn't introduce those characters unless they have some insignificance in the future episodes, whether this exactly. season or next.
1: Yeah. Especially yeah. what limited chart he had in this episode. But very significant.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um Now, uh let's talk a little bit about what we saw in next week's flash forward uh, commercial. Um, So Phoebe comes back because it's going to be a modern day episode, right? Yep. Um, And it appears that 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 Venetian vampire confronts her in an alley or in a hallway or something. So that will be curious. And I think it's because he's going to try to find out what was stolen from the auction during the blood rage mm-hmm. and she would know
1: yeah well and they also find out the bad guys what well, we're going to call the bad guys find out about the two demons having a witch baby
0: yeah they do
2: yeah that's true I'd too like Yeah. To- what's that Kevin?
0: I'd like to know how they knew
2: well yeah, uh, yeah they will they'll probably show us Um, in the next episode, but yeah, it would be curious, uh, to figure out what happens.
1: Well, and Marcus definitely from that preview is going all out on telling her, (laughs) even though he was told to kill her. Right. They show him telling more information.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually they suggested he should kill her, but I think, didn't he talk, his grandmother out of doing it
1: i don't remember him talking her out of it she basically said it was his responsibility to take care of and clean
2: up okay so right right so he didn't actually say i'm not going to do it but she at least opened it up where if you can solve the problem just solve the problem right gotcha gotcha yeah
1: So it'll be cool to go back to the future, back to the future, ha! Uh, again, um, and uh, see what's going on there. And then I'm guessing episode nine will be more of the past, and then episode ten will be a converging of everything again.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It'll be curious too, because like I said, if if Gallaglass is still going to be in season three. Are they going to still be stuck in the past or will they keep on going back and forth? Or yeah. will Galaglass, like you say, be in modern day London or, or the UK or France or wherever the hell he is, Scotland? Um, because again, um, he's a vampire, so technically he could still be alive in uh, 2021. Yeah, it's just not it's, part of the plot yet. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, and, and I've made that – I mentioned that before in the past where, like, for example, when George Lucas made Star Wars, and we'll use the Star Wars example because most people are familiar with it. Um, he made the first movie, and you know who knows if it was going to be successful or not, and suddenly it became successful. And so he, he was commissioned to make the second, and then he introduced – you know, Admiral Akbar and Orlando Calrissian and all these other characters. And he may have not even had them even in his mind when he made Star Wars, the first, you know, New Hope. And then he created some more characters as as, as the franchise goes on. And that could be the same with Gallo Glass and stuff here where uh, Deborah Harkness wrote the first book. And then as she started writing the second book, she started introducing new characters. You know, and had she even thought of those characters originally, maybe she would have made them appear even just for one page in, in book one had she even knew they existed. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, like Luke and Leia are brother and sister. That might not have been thought of until the third movie. Considering exactly. Considering the kiss in the second.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. I, I, I mean, the first, if they only made the one movie – you would assume that they were gonna be become husband wife, probably. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah or yeah. yeah
1: so, it was gonna be a you know, three of them, Han, him and her all vying for her affection.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and I and I've always felt that with like Game of Thrones too, because King Stannis is mentioned in book one, but he no, doesn't even have a an appearance. And so he suddenly becomes a huge character in book two. And it's like, I was one, I've always wondered it was like, was he supposed to be an important character or not? Or did, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember um,
1: if he was mentioned or not in the first book. It's been so long since I've read the first book. I, I feel like, yeah, you know, he's he was
2: mentioned is. like, and like, if I'm not mistaken, he was mentioned in like in passing. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So, yeah, it's just interesting, you know, so certain characters just started popping up and, and whatnot. So, you know, I mean, like Ramsey Bolton probably wasn't even thought of at all. And then they needed someone. So they said, all right, let's just use a bastard. Yeah, let's say Ramsey, uh, uh, Ross Bolton had a bastard, you know, or something. And, and then, boom, you, he he's there and then you have a new character. So, yeah, it happens. It's who knows. Um, all right, so any further things we wanna talk about related to the flash forward commercial or anything else anything? I do not all right sounds good, so all right, so we can pretty much uh uh give our wrap up but before we do, let me just uh pull up some information here so it appears that episode eight uh will be which would have been The ending, if it was season one, because season one only had eight episodes, Um, that will also be directed by Farron Blackburn. Um, So that's good Um, because he's done episode one and episode seven, and both of those were pretty damn good. So he's that's fine. And then Pete McTeague uh, is the screenwriter. And that's good, too, because he wrote episode six. Which is my favorite
1: episode so far.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he, and he did also episode four and a, and a few others too. Um, no, uh, no, actually, yeah, that's it. He just did four too. Um, and he he is actually co-writing the fin- season finale. Uh, so yeah, so that's good. So Blackburn and T- McTeague. So that's good. They're, that's I'm 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 happy with that because yeah, like you said, Barrett, they've shown some uh, promise in their prior episodes. So well, and Blackburn's uh,
1: doing the episode ten as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is good. Um, So, let's see. uh, So that will be aired February 26th in the UK and February 27th in the US. And uh, we'll be recording that February 28th. And then uh, hopefully that episode will be released for March 1st. Um, Wow, we're almost to March. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. next week's episode will be a, a March 1st episode for us. Um, all right, so let's give our final thoughts on this episode here. So, Barrett, why don't you start? All right.
1: Uh, this was a great episode. Um, this is a great show. I give it two thumbs up. Everyone should watch this show, especially if you're into vampires um, and witches. It's it's really good, really well well
2: crafted. Indeed. Um yeah for me um I would concur this was a really good episode as well uh, a lot of action um suspense uh the new characters that were introduced, such as Rabbi Lowe and Fuchs and Rudolph uh were all solid characters uh it'll be curious to see where they they go with the plots of um uh their quote-unquote adopted son jack why he's there so there's going to be something going on there obviously fuchs is going to play a a good role and then diana uh showed some 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 growth as well we didn't even talk about how she punched a guy out (laughs) oh yeah that's right yeah that was awesome Yeah. yeah it was yeah and uh so yeah so uh i agree it was it was a great episode uh let's go with you uh kevin
0: Good episode. I'm just looking forward to what happens next. Um just curious on uh you know with the kid and um all that sort of thing. I just just looking forward to it all.
2: Yeah, And that pretty much sums it up. I mean, the the thing is 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 do you want to look forward to what ne- next week's episode and and you're, you're absolutely. This oh. is the type of show if they had dropped it all as a binge I probably watched it, you know, similar to like Ozark for Netflix. I would have, I would have probably just binged it. Um, And, and that's the thing compared to like, you know, you know, we, me, you, Kevin and you Barrett did episodes on uh, Lovecraft country that, and we did a travel guide to Lovecraft country, the podcast. And, and none of us want to even remember it because we weren't <laughs> looking forward to the next episodes you know and then me and barry could say the same thing about the stand you know we did uh-huh. a, the don't tell me i'll tell you the stand podcast about the cbs <laughs> all access television series the stand and yeah we weren't looking forward to that either you know mm-hmm. because that i mean that those episodes were just horrendous that's going to be actually be my worst 2021 uh of the year too oh yeah it was, Yeah, nothing's going to, just like it was last year, because it started in 2020, it's going to be also the worst in 2021, too. It's just a terrible chunk. Absolutely. Chunk. Garbage. Um, But this show, this show is really good. Um, So a couple last things. Uh, If anybody that's related to the show wants to uh, come on and be interviewed to talk about... Uh, your stuff we're here to help market you so for example deborah harkness if she wants to come on and and talk about her books and whatnot uh we're here to make that a truth meaning you come here and we promote your books uh we would love to have you also obviously we would love to have teresa Palmer, but uh i doubt she would come on because she's like a superstar um but we would take anybody anybody related to the show if you're, you're the key grip you do the lights come on contact us at dr discussions at com. also we're, we're still looking for emails right kevin we're still looking for emails
0: oh, please please send us emails tell us what you like what we could improve on um and you know just at least tell us that yeah you're listening
2: and if and if you read the book you know changes oh yeah. what you liked yeah right yeah, anything we we want to hear it we'll read your emails on the podcast um so all right we'll uh, see everybody next week so uh barrett why don't you lead us out
1: uh thanks for joining us again on this week's episode of uh discovery of witches vampires and demons nope nope the other way around demons and there. vampires there you go <laughs> And uh, next week, we will discuss episode eight, which we are all looking forward to, as you probably are as well.